on target. Hi, Lori and West here of Lionheart Self-Defense School. Women are prey for traffickers today and need to know how to defend themselves. The truth is, the, truth the is. kidnapping and the sex trafficking of young middle-aged women is a danger, even in upscale malls and supermarket parking lots. I teach you how to defeat any attacker, you know what I mean. Get some help, call me, before it's too late. Before it's too late. Even if I get out of this place, I'm not going back. They made me then too. They cloned me from a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone. Of a clone, of a clone, of a clone. The world is a simulation. There is no other explanation. I was chosen, but I am not one of them. I know. I know everything now. Suckered into it. Suckered into it. Suckered into it. Hey, turn that off. All right, so. Uh, yeah, I got some oxygen going. Good, good. Uh, yeah, see, but there, you know, so the only real hope is, no, please, I, I'm hearing an echo over there. Please, I'll just wait here until it's, I'll just wait till you stop the echo. Thanks. When, when are you going to stop, when, when are you going to stop it? Okay, are we good? Are we good? Okay, we'll just... I did. Okay. Good. Okay, well, anyway, so that was a little bit of uh, Girl Next at the end of the, uh, of the, uh, the, the, the scene that runs during the credits where the clown laughs at her plans and laughs at her perception of what reality is. When she says it's a simulation, he laughs at her. When she says that she's not going back, he laughs at her. And then what you don't see, what you hear, you don't see all the different lives she's in, all the different clones that she is. Uh, you know, ballet dancer, uh, you know, scientist, doctor, and all that. Okay, I do have a harassing dog here that is messing with my wires and my situation. And um, he, he really, it's, it's, it's hard for him to stay off me when I'm trying to, I, I moved my location to see if I could fool him. And Ben's is just, okay, she's throwing the ball out there. Well, hopefully that'll, that'll keep him distracted. And he won't. 
Okay. Well, anyway, good morning, people. Uh, so, you know, there's hope in Christ, obviously. And we all know that we need to really put our confidence and our fears there. There really should be no fear. You know, because if there is any fear, fear is like a, fear is like a test. You know, it's like God tests you. Are you fearful? Yes. I'm upset, too, of the things I see happening. Well, then you don't have much faith, do you, son? Do you, daughter? Um, so there's your test. There's your litmus test. Uh, fear, lack of fear equals faith. The presence of fear equals desperation and uh, desire to control things your way, that you want things to be your way. Now, what I've done that's increased my hopefulness is I've given up on the world ever really returning to what it was, and I'm just riding the wave of the, the idiot brigade and uh, the, the, one of the biggest idiots of all. One of the, I mean, it just, it's, it, there's so much idiocy to, that I'm glad I'm writing Chapter 6 of um, Witch World. And if you haven't read it, I, I'm telling you, there's nothing else like it in fiction I should probably read some of it to you, and you would say, I know people don't read, but if you do read, it will hook the F out of you, okay? Because you'll recognize a lot of stuff that's going on. And, and today I just wrote a little bit of the, uh, a, little, a little trans agenda, a little gay agenda going on in there, and I want that gone. So I probably am going to, you know, I can't really do two things, so I, I can't do this. Uh, yesterday, we were in a near-fatal accident, going 50 or above, uh, on the road leading into uh, uh, the, going under the 25 in, into Santa Fe. And uh, this guy turned in front of us, you know, as we were entering the intersection at that speed, which was, you know, basically the speed limit on the road. He was turning into a red light. And he was turning into a red light. I don't know what was wrong with him. But he just kept coming. So I had to go into, I kind of went into slow motion and I did a 360 drift, and I'm not a professional driver, so, and I'm not a stunt driver, so this would be just things I didn't know. But I went into a 360 drift, and then I had to hit the accelerator to accelerate the drift, so the car was literally spinning away from the, the nose of his truck and spinning sideways and doing a 360 in order to dance around him. And then... Uh, I wound up on the opposite curb on a uh, on a one way going the other way, but but unharmed, not a, a scratch on the vehicle or me or whatever. The car handled. It went into that uh, 360 drift without flipping, so I can say a lot about the uh, GMC SUV. Um, they're they're pretty darn expensive. I, mine's you know older, but I can tell you this: the drivability of it's unbelievable. The fact that I could go into that 360 drift, and then I had Michelin tires. I had 20-inch uh, wheels, 22-inch wheels, and, you know, so I had some help in that regard. But, I mean, I wound up, and the guy wound up unscathed. And then all the other people, there were maybe 10 other cars, 
would have been piled up, you know, so there would have been fatalities. I mean, we would have been dead and he would have been dead and there would have been a few others. So we were really kind of shaken and we went over there and I was like, you know, it's like time slowed down in that instance. And I was able to understand how to turn the wheel hard all the way to my left. Like we're coming, um, you know, one direction and, you know, he's turning left into us. And so I, when I cranked it hard left, I started spinning away from him slightly. Um, had I tried to do it in a linear way where I just punched it through there, we would all be dead. So it was a um, 360. We went 360 and then a little more uh, into the, uh, almost into the curb, but we didn't even touch the other curb. So no damage to the wheels. No damage to anyone. And he looked at me like, why does it go? He goes, Nice driving. He said, fine driving, sir. It's fine driving, sir. I'm sorry. I screwed up. And so he apologized, and nobody was hurt, so I just, we went and drove into a parking lot and sat there and just thanked God for, you know, I mean, God obviously took the wheel in that instance. And and, uh, I've heard other people talk about time slowing down, like when there's a plane crash or a a situation like that where, you know, where, where, where God is intervening. And I think between that and my uh, near-death experience in the hospital, I think I, um, I think God is teaching me something. I mean, I think I can impart this to you and, and, and uh, it'll, it'll redound to, uh, you know, the idea of a lot more hope. So as a result of that, you know, I felt like, well, God's got my back. Because there's no way I could have driven that. I am not a professional driver. I have not been trained how to do stunt driving, which is what it was. Just like an elaborate stunt you'd see on a movie set, you know? And, you know, something highly technical that only professional drivers or race drivers could do. And, um, you know, a, a, a live drift at that speed in an intersection with, 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 witness, with witness cars parked all around ready to go. Um, threading that needle, no, there'd be no way I could do it. And uh, the only explanation that I have is that God did it. You know what I mean? He, but, but, he, but he made me do it. God, made, God didn't do it. It's like he made me do it. He made me in that moment. He slowed down time and made me like the expert. And I knew just what to do. And I did exactly what I knew, like I knew in my heart what to do. It's like when I learned how to ride a motorcycle, I was taking lessons from this guy and I, I bought a big, you know, bought a big bike and I couldn't barely do anything with it. And then, um, God told me that he would teach me to ride. And we were up on this big hill off, uh, Sepulveda. We were up toward Mulholland up in LA. So it's a real downward, you know, <laughs> slope. And, and with lots of turns. And I jumped on the bike because he said to get on the bike and go. And then I drove and I got on the freeway. And I drove out to Victory Boulevard, I remember, on the freeway. Got off on Victory. And there was the teacher, the guy that was teaching me to ride. And we couldn't get anywhere. He pulls up alongside of me. What are the odds, right? And he goes, what are you doing? You know, what? how is he out here on this bike? Well, what's happening? I said, God's te- teaching me how to ride. So I'm on the freeway and I'm everywhere, you know, and, and then he just freaked out. He looked like he was, a, so he would relay that story to his friends 
about the, the riding of the bike as a testimony about God. In other words, he just felt that that proved that the Lord exists. And he just, his faith was really strengthened because he knows there's no way that you can teach yourself to ride, in this case, an Indian chief, which is the big Indian with the big motor and the big, you know, big everything, you know. So, you know, big, big, you know, big lumbering kind of, you know, putt-putt type, uh, everything's heavy, right? And, you know, with the... uh, with the fringe uh, saddlebags and the, uh, you know, seat, it was, you know, all black and it was pretty cool. You know, I eventually retired from motorcycles and has uh, almost gotten an accident and then I'd been riding for about five years. So I thought, okay, you know, I've kind of been there, done that and I kind of moved on to something else, you know, but anyway, it was, it was God all the way. So here I'm reminded of that in that, near-death experience yesterday and that uh, again 360 my instinct would have been to hit the brake right and that would have killed us not hit the accelerator which is what I ended up doing I cranked the wheel I hit the accelerator and I and I and in so doing because I was in rear rear wheel drive mode it, it put those rear wheels to work and they skidded me my back end out and away from his approaching the nose of his truck. And so we wound up 360ing into the curb, which we didn't touch, and he wound up being able to complete his turn. Holy shit. Lord, you were there. Thank you, Lord. And um, the recovery in the hospital was another thing that they didn't, they were ready to bury me because they told me they were ready to... Uh, I mean, they, they, fuck, they're a death, I'm sorry for the expletive, they're a, a death cult, really. I mean, it's, it's clear to me what they really are. And it's very dark. And just everything you heard about during COVID, we, we started seeing a little bit of the, the truth come out about our American hospitals and our American uh, Medical Association and our um, American medical uh, embarrassment in this country. It's a complete, total disaster and embarrassment, disgusting. The people at the top are, are you know, are advocating, you know, uh, trafficking children. You know what I mean? The people at the top of the pharmaceutical industry are, are into trafficking children. I mean, that's how, that's how bad, embarrassing, and awful and disgusting they are. That's why I say when you see one of these people, they offer you their hands, like even in being polite. Oh, I'm just saying, here's an incident that could have happened. I was looking at the Newport Beach Film Festival, just uh, you know, just looking at the video from last year, and they have ten actors that they that they you know promote for the ones to watch. And one of these actors that they promoted last year, and then they also had directors to watch. They had that Ron Howard up there, who's so old and creaky, he looks like a, you know almost a ghoul himself. But they put Patton Oswalt up there as one of the actors to watch. And no doubt, he's a you know, great actor. That's, that's not in dispute. But he did a video with Sarah Silverman where they were trafficking around children in a van. And he was on a... Uh, he comes up to the van that, that Sarah's driving. And a, like a 12-year-old boy or 11-year-old boy or 10-year-old boy drive, you know, rides by on a bike. And he goes, well, how can I get me some of that? 
And it, 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 no one is, you know, it's, it's the, the pedophilia. It's the, you know what I'm saying? It's the trafficking. And then there were children in the back of the van. And one of the kids goes, I have to go to the bathroom. And then Sarah Silverman says, well, you can go in my mouth. Yeah. On video, on YouTube. Not taken down. So that's what you're dealing with. So when you see a guy like that at a film festival... What are you going to do? You're going to shake his hand? You know, you're going to hurt him? You're going to go vigilante on his ass? What are you going to do? See, that is a question that I have, being out there. What do I do when I run in? Even though I'm, you know, I'm kind of old and forgotten, you know, I mean, at this point, is people don't pay, you know, they pay attention to young people, you know, but, but what do you do? There's the enemy. There's a guy that obviously, you know, is on the hunt for kids. And he makes no bones about it being public. Right? And he makes it public. And then he just gets a, like, he gets celebrated at the Newport Beach Film Festival. Why is that? Are we supposed to give a pass to all the pedophiles at the, at the film festival, figuring they're all like that? Is that what, I mean, if that's come to that, I mean, I'm in the wrong thing. I've, I've got to, I should go become a monk. You know, because the world is not only not good enough for me, it's not good enough for shit. It's not good enough for diarrhea. It's not good enough for a, a malignancy. It's not good enough for cancer. That means God's got to pull the plug. It's sick. So what if God pulls the plug? Happiest day of my life. I am dancing a jig, baby. Dancing a jig. Thank you, Lord, for ending this nightmare. Thank you so much. There is no point to life anymore at this point because of these fucking assholes. You know, the newest one I learned about today is the head of Hyatt. What's his name? Zaprusky or some kind of stupid name. Anyway, bottom line, he's a... Uh, He's the one that, that got all the, the whole trans movement going, the trans revolution. And it's up to, many schools now are up to 50% uh, feeling like they need to go trans and then getting surgeries, signing up for surgeries. And if the parents disagree, the kids are taken from the parents, and if they disagree enough, they get put in jail. That's the country you live in. Okay, because of this bully billionaire... Who, who decided to transition because of four authors, four women authors, or there are men transitioning women, I don't know, but talking about using the trans thing to take over the globe and take over people's bodies and to shut everybody up from all criticism. And now laws are being passed to, that if you say anything, you do anything that they don't like. It's just permanent jail forever and ever and ever. Goodbye. You know, pain, jail... And the families are all going to be broken up the next five years. There will be no sons or daughters. There will be no, um, you know, the, you, you know, no uh, uh, football games or anything else unless it's some kind of a, you know, a, a, a transgender operation of some kind. And th this is what they've wrought. And the, the spirit of it is the same as like Sodom and Gomorrah or... You know, they wanted to rape the angels. I mean, well, who wants to rape angels? Only people that want to kill God. 
So the people of Sodom and Gomorrah were at war with God. That's the war that these people are in is that they're at war with creation. They're at war with chromosomes. They're at war with cells. They're at war with everything that was in the design of God's creation. That's what the real war is. And they want to change it to their vision and their trans- transmogrification of, of you know, perversion and stupidity and psycho, you know, psycho and you know, crazy and um, you know, an abomination and clown world because they want to humiliate the Most High. And that's why they do absurd things. And <clears throat> when you have billions of dollars or trillions of dollars, you know, Sheila Jackson Lee, obviously a giant, a giant pedophile enabler and also uh, enabler of, of totalitarian regimes around the world, is backing George Soros. Now, I would be embarrassed to have her. I, would never, I, I don't see how anyone could vote for her, knowing what I've known all these years. And, you know, AOC is down with the new digital currency, where they say, if you say the wrong thing online, they're going to turn off your money. This show will be obsolete. You won't be able to tune in here anymore. And that's coming right away, within months that we'll be gone. But then again, so will everyone else. You know, and so my question is, if that's what you want, then just keep going the way we're going, and that's what we'll have. Um, or, like Mel Gibson says, what would you give to be back here on this battlefield and have just one more chance? One more chance to set things right. And I know you're up, we're up against all the money in the world. We're up against all the, the, the you know, up against, you know, the billionaire, trillionaire, royalty class, and, and all of them are Satanist, every last one. Which is what I said in 2002 and why it was excoriated on the web and why I got tossed out from Quail and Russ Dizdar and all the rest of them rejected me because I said that very thing and I was accurate and they were not. But there are still people that listen to that. So what is it that makes you listen to lies? Why do you listen to lies? What is it that makes you want to drift toward lies? Is it because you have more hope? Because when people lie, they give you hope. If you buy their, you know, if you buy their products, if you buy their, their water filters, you get hope. They, you get a little hope. Is, that, is it a little mind control? What, what is it that makes you give liars a pass? I'd like to know. Why is it that Angel Studios... Uh, from Provo, Utah, a Mormon outfit that produced the, the, the pedophile show, the, the human trafficking show, why are they promoting Podesta and Hillary Clinton as the solution? NGOs. And, and NGOs. Why, why is it that they put the Polaris phone number uh, out on the... Why is Tony Robbins involved in any of this at all? And Slim Pickens. Oh, yeah. It's financing yeah, no, I know, I know. Uh, Slim, what's his name? Slim is, uh, you know, he has uh, financed uh, the um, Angel Studios. He financed the sound of freedom about human trafficking. I can't think of anyone who's more involved in human trafficking than him. 
you know, and his connection to Hillary and Haiti and, you know, the rest of it. So what the hell is going on? You know, the sound of, uh, of freedom is now tainted with evil and lies and Satanism and satanic people and, and you know, and secret societies and, you know, uh, billionaire money. And it's tying in with uh, Podesta and the you know, torturing of children and, you know, Comet, Ping Pong, whatever, all this all this crazy stuff, WikiLeaks and all that all that information that was true that came out. And now if you if you acknowledge that it exists, then you're you know, you're you're banished. So how did Tony Robbins get involved in this? There's a scumbag if there ever was one. This is a guy who does nothing but lie for a living for the whole time he's been a con artist. And he puts out, you know, Things to follow that never lead anyone anywhere and, and never lead to anyone becoming a millionaire or anything like that. And he's been getting away with it until he couldn't anymore. And now he's jumping on the human trafficking bandwagon. There must be money there. Mel Gibson's involved. There must be money there. So all these people are getting involved in the human trafficking thing. And then the solution to it all goes back to Podesta, Hillary, uh, you know, the Polaris Project number and other, other um, NGOs and, and, um, and people, you know, like, you know, who do traffic in children, the UN and all the rest of it. So why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Meanwhile, Biden has signed an executive order that... Uh, will not only digitize the money, it'll, they'll be able to uh, steal money out of your bank account now. And they're already doing it to people that can't fight back. A friend of mine just had it done. And since he's a, he was a Mexican national and now he's kind of a dual citizen, uh, but he doesn't have a standing here as a, like a full citizen, so they're taking money out of his Wells Fargo account. Why is that? What are you going to put your money not only that, they then have the right to surveil every man, woman, and child in America now through the money system. Everything you buy, everything you do, will be tracked. And if they don't approve, they just cut it off. And that's right now. So, in my view, we lost the war. We lost the, the fight against the New World Order. Uh, who who out there is saying we're on the verge of winning? Where wh what evidence do you have for that? You don't have any. They've gotten thing after thing after thing that they've wanted, and they've got it all lined up now. They didn't have that two years ago. How is it that we all slipped so much to let them take everything? And why is it that people think? We're going to beat back the New World Order and we're going to um, have a renaissance, just, just to paraphrase somebody else. Why do people think that? I'm just wondering if another two years of this, where we'd be. Another two years of this, where are we going to be? So the only hope, as I said in the beginning, is going to be Christ and God. We just have to become like monks. 
we just have to become all about God, you know, 24-7 and just be led to do, you know, be led to keep our mind on God, just be, you know, just really shield ourselves from the outside world. We have to go full separation at this point. And it's because, like, okay, if you see a guy like Patton Oswalt, the guy's obviously mentally ill, right? He'll say things like that publicly in, in a film. Trish, here's um, Breaking the Wire. He'll say things like that in a film. How do I get me some of that? And she'll say uh, to a little five-year-old boy, well, you can go in my mouth. And it's perfectly acceptable. Why is that? Why is that? So the FBI, the CIA, and the, and the, and the American president become the biggest drug traffickers, warmongers, and child abusers of all time to where they want to have a new virus that's going to kill uh, mainly focused on children. Can we stop a new virus? No. Can we stop the next pandemic? No. Can we stop the lockdown of digital currency? No. Can we stop uh, going to war in Ukraine? No. Can we stop World War III? No. Well then, what would winning be like? Where would winning be? So we're not winning. The only win is God. The only place to go is God. That's where, well, look, you can join me there. I'm going there. Even like with that, whatever movie I'm doing, I'm, I'm kind of like a subversive writer. So, you know, so I'm writing, you know, so I've crossed a line in chapter six. And we've got, you know, we've got a gay guy. We've got, uh, you know, a transgender, you know, night nurse that just hired. And they're, they're, they're abusing uh, the poor character based on me, you know, because they're worried that he might end up knowing something because of the, uh, one of the nurses had confided in him about a military bus that was coming into the morgue and coming into the, you know, the situation. Uh, but the way it's handled is, you know, that these, you know, nurses, uh, they like to have hanky-panky with the, uh, with the patients. You know, for example, and I'll just give you a gross example, a bed, okay, a bed bath. Well, they're going to strip you down and they're going to they leave no, no point untouched. And they're going to really get into it. And then if you don't like it, they're going to accuse you of being homophobic. If you don't like a, you know, a, 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 a transgender or gay man, both one and the same, handling your genitals. So, you know, none of that gets reported, especially with the children's wing. And it's all just, you know, it's all just one big um, cluster F. So I see nothing in society that could be reformed where we can get ahead, where we can win. I don't see anything that will catch up to how fast they're going with the destruction. So I'm holding on to the Lord, holding on to Jesus. Because, you know, even in a situation like a lion's den, like the, like the hospital or something like that, 
being completely with the Lord brings peace anyway, even if you had to die. Like I said, for me, dying would have been just drifting off sideways and going into a dream world and just, you know, going with the, ultimately with the Lord. I had a dream back in 2003, 2002, and it was about a nuclear war. And I saw the explosion of light outside, you know, it was a close, a close bombing. And I stepped into the light and I was with the Lord immediately. No pain, no suffering, just with the Lord and off to a, a different thing and a whole different paradigm. And I was at perfect peace. I was completely happy. And uh, I was happy to leave this world behind. I think when you finally leave it behind, you know, in your heart, I think you will have much more peace. Because the world is a complete failure because of uh, these asshole idiots that have too much money, okay? And they don't know what to do with it. They should just stuff it up their ass and light it. But they're, 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 um, they're not the kind that would kill themselves. They're, they're the kind that would want to kill everybody. If they're going down, they want every last person to go down with them. You know, in other words, it's all about God with them. It's funny. They have more focus on God than our churches do. They're focused... Everything they do has a God motive. The transgender uh, agenda, the, um, the, uh, you know, the uh, scarcity agenda of, of taking out food offline, the buying up the farmland, the uh, killing of hundreds of millions of people. All of this uh, has its, 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 its motivation in hating God. All of it. That's why they choose to go you know, the sexual root and, and child sex and all that, because it offends God, you know, tremendously. So they're going to do more of it. They're going to do everything they can do to offend God and, and, and put a middle finger in his face and, and destroy. The main thing, like I say, they're after is cell, cell division, cells, the human genome. They want to destroy all that. And so... And they already have pretty much the whole database, so they can destroy it right now if they want. So here we are, and um, it's time now to turn to God. Meaning to forget about this. You know, the, this is... The other thing about this is this, there's nothing here that can be done. This guy Ballard, that, that was the big hero a couple weeks ago, he turns out to be tainted. He's taking money from, you know, illicit people. So you see, here we are again. Here we are again. It's like, yeah. I, I can't even believe it. I know. I, I was so shocked when so I... Ba Ballard is, when turns I out to be a, a... Ballard's a bad guy. So, it's because Tony Robbins is a scumbag, but we all knew that. Slim Pickens is a scumbag. Yeah, what's his name? Something Slim, Mr. Slim. What's his name? Senior Slim. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a total scumbag, and and Bill and Melinda Gates, Bill and Melinda, Hillary Clinton, yeah, Bill and Melinda Gates, all of them are into it. All the people that you hate and that have ruined your lives are into the stopping the child trafficking. They want to be the saviors. Isn't that awful? Don't you understand that 
You take money for the money doesn't grow on trees. It's hard to get money for a movie. We were excited to go see that movie. We we drove to Santa Fe. They said that it was playing. And uh, um, you know, we pulled up to the theater. You know, this was a a tough day for Jeff. Actually, getting there was a big deal. Yeah, and they were closed. The theater was closed. The theater closed no, down, and well, well, people in Santa Fe don't in appreciate. A rage it. Like that. I was going to enter the Santa Fe Film Festival, but because people don't really, you know, there's too few people that understand film, so I don't really. There's too much ignorance in this town. There's the intelligentsia, the the sort of rich people transplants from New York and the East Coast. And 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 they have they put on these film festivals and you know there's semi-educated, but then there's the rest of them, and they're just caught up with the regular propaganda. They watch KRQE on TV and whatever they say on TV they they emulate. For example, when we had the lockdowns here, they all stayed in their houses. This is amazing. This is this I don't I yeah I don't know how. A human being gets to be I, well. I guess they die inside, right? Or they know, you know. Everybody here in Santa Fe knows. I'm convinced that everyone in the hospital knew. Everyone knows about everything about the Satanism, human trafficking. They know about the whole thing. Everyone, everyone knows. Everyone awakened thirty years ago. That's the thing that I've been trying to say for all this time, and I've been you know, uh, over-talked by liars who say that we're, the, the awakening is just beginning. People are really awakening now. They were awake in 1992. They were awake in 1977. They were awake in 1968. They were awake in 1964. They were awake, and they've been awake. You, you know, why do I say they're awake? Because the entire system of Los Angeles, which we were at the top of that food chain, runs off the trafficking and Satanism uh, 100%. The, the Hollywood studios are known as Babylon. What does that tell you? That everybody in Babylon, everybody in Hollywood, knows the answer. That they, they have some you know guy that's above them, they have to bow down to and enslave themselves, in order to get a shot at being, uh, uh, you know, somebody on the screen or whatever they want, they all know that. They all understood that, you know, before I was born. Right? They all knew they had to do knee time. They all knew they had to, you know, even worse, sell out in terms of looking the other way on murder. That's really bad. You know, sexual favors is one thing, but when it starts becoming murder, then it's like. You know, and that's the system, and that's why I tell people that are in the system. They go, "Well, you can't do anything, Zeph, because you're just, you know, the rebel and you know, blah 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 blah." And I'm like, "You're going to go down one day, Mister, Mister B. You're going down. You can't convince me anything about this is is decent. It's just going to crush you like a bug on a windshield. And one day you will renounce it, and one day you will wish that you had listened to me." Way back when, thirty years ago, but you didn't. You laughed at me. You made me a laughingstock. 
Now I don't hear you laughing so much, buddy. Yeah, no, I've got uh, skeletons. I've got old friends. People that used to want to lecture me about, you know, you know, uh, the, the world and success. And I just said, you know, I, I just held my ground and I just would, you know, I would just fire back. And the reason I would fire back is because I knew that if I went that way that my soul would be gone and that would be the end of my journey. I would be a dead man walking. They're all dead. You, you don't think this, uh, you know, Conway Slim or whatever his name is, you don't think he's a dead man? He's a dead man. George Soros is already dead. His son's already dead. They're all dead. It's a dead man cult. And they just want to kill everybody else and destroy the genome and destroy the food and destroy the planet. Then they want to destroy the sun and block it out. There's no end to what they will do. Bill Gates is an abomination that should have been arrested a long time ago. But no one will do it because everybody is uh, scared to death that, that you know their, their little job or their life or their, pay, their paycheck will be over. So everybody obeys. And if they keep obeying, I can guarantee the end of this world. So that's the truth. The truth is, everybody knew, that that song by, um, you, you know, by, um, you know, uh, everybody knows, you know, that, that song by Leonard Cohen. Yes, who can forget Leonard Cohen? The song by Leonard Cohen. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. This is this is truth. That song is truth. And. Yeah, you know, I've been saying. I always change the words too. I've been the good guys won. I've been saying everybody knows the the that song from the very beginning, from childhood. And they've been telling me, no, it's over here. In fact, in two thousand two, you know what they were talking about? Well, the Bush family, you know, this is what the people like uh, Gunderson were talking about. They were talking about the Bush family doing sacrifices in their home and importing babies and children and whatever else. And, that, and, and they weren't talking about anybody else, just the Bush family. What the hell, man? Do they think we're stupid? It's everything, everywhere, all the time, and always has been, no matter what country you choose. No matter where on the globe it is. And, you know, and it's interesting, down in Africa... They've tried to keep it out, and the way they're trying to keep it out of there, and you know, and, and, and keep you know growing. And yes, sure, they all everybody fornicates, but I mean, trying to keep the the B system out of there is the way they're doing it is by keeping LGBTQ out of there. They're keeping LGBTQ out of Africa and Muslim countries because they feel like if they let it in, it will stop the. Um, procreation of more people. In other words, that will be the end of the generations. That will put an end to the birth rates. And when you think about it, the purpose of LGBTQ is to end the birth rates. Right? And eventually they want to move these birth, any kind of birth to a test tube and that they control that you wouldn't be allowed to have any, any children. Certainly they want to confiscate all children now. Okay.
So when you say we're about to win, what do you mean? You mean if everybody awakens and talks about this, that they won't pull the trigger? Is that what you mean? Because if that's what you mean, you're very naive. You, you're, you're very, I mean, God bless you. You're loving and trusting. And you're thinking that, you know, I mean, can God make them do the right thing? I suppose so. But anyway, it, I'm focused on my chapter six. I put a lot of truth in the, uh, and it's getting darker and more weird. And chapter six is kind of a turning point. I'm working on that right now. And uh, there are not that many people out there that are doing a novel live on air. I know that I'm being ignored in my own country. I know that I'm not being appreciated. I understand that. But I do it anyway. Because when I leave here, I want to have a record of having done, though they didn't want it, but I did my duty. I did what God wanted me to do. Even though the world hated it and hated me, I still did it. You know, I did it, and they spit on me and tried to ruin my life, and they did ruin my life, but I did it anyway. Okay? So I can, Hallelujah! So I can stand before God and I can say, Lord, I didn't even want to do it. I wanted to quit everything. But I did it anyway. Because you wanted me to. You know? And that's, at the end of the day, the only thing that counts, not what, what the, the peanut gallery thinks, not what the clown hey, thinks. Hey, say hi to Larry. He's in the chat room. Larry! And he's got some good news. Larry Wade Carroll is, 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 is our fearless partner and director in Crazed House, which is a subversive film company. I always ask Larry, Larry, do you think I'm ruining Crazed House by squawking on the internet? And uh, he says, no, that's a ministry. And I, I admit it's all about God with me, but I am vulgar at times, and, and I do cuss, and I do... Sometimes feel embarrassed that I'm I'm just too, too gruff, you know, too too, you know, like when you get abused, you know, you become kind of, you know, sophisticated in cynicism and 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 and, and bad talk. I'd like to grow into a guy that you know really thinks, but you know, has more control of his tongue. So that's why I feel I'm still alive because I still. I still am committing errors that are like should be in adolescence, and here I am, you know, an old man, and I shouldn't be repeating those kind of errors. We should have the talk, the the airways here clean. Uh, you know, I'm I'm having I, I think a little trouble with my medication, and uh, I have a new watch. Trish got me this watch. I just got to tell you about this. And you want to know about it? It tells you all your it tells you all your vitals, including glucose, blood glucose, uh, percentage of oxygen in your blood, um, your um, you know your heart rate. It has an EKG built in. It's got a um, you know so you've got your you've got all that, and you've got various. Let's see what else it's got. Uh, EKG, blood pressure, heart rate, your sleep pedometer about how far you've walked, 
body temperature, blood glucose. They told me I was a diabetic when I was in the hospital. What liars? On this thing, I score absolutely normal. Absolutely normal. You know, so I mean, there, there's another one. There's a PTT. I'm not sure exactly what that is. I think that's a workout thing. There's a breathing exercise. They've got the weather. They've got notifications. They have an alarm. They have a stopwatch, a timer. They've got music. What? Oh, that's because they're hooked into the phone. They have a Bluetooth to the phone. They have a thing called female. What the heck is that? They have me as a female. Well, uh, I don't think that's going to be, uh, I'm not going to be able to convince anyone of that. Screen and display, health and monitor. They've got, okay, screen and display. You know, anyway, they've got a bunch of settings. But the idea that you can take your, um, you know, they, they put this thing on my finger that you can buy at Walmart. And that takes your blood oxygen and your pulse rate. It's called an oximeter. And it's not accurate. It's just not that accurate. This one, the watch on my wrist, is more accurate. You know what my blood oxygen is? My blood oxygen is 97 to 98% which is amazing, amazing for someone my age. And also about and his altitude. I even scored a 99% today. And they have me with oxygen, with four tanks of oxygen here at home, and oxygen by the bed, and an oxygen machine. And, you know, that, that all about that. And, and, the, and the funny thing is, is that I'm scoring higher than most of them. You see what I mean? But they're going to go off the past readings. So when I do that little finger thing, I'm getting like sometimes 90, 91, sometimes 89, sometimes 93, sometimes 94, occasionally 95. On the watch, I'm getting uh, 95 and above, which is more than fine. So which one should I listen to? If I listen to that one, I'd be running down the hospital. How do I feel? I feel like I've got more energy than before, but I still need, you know, a nap and still need, you know, uh, you know, I've lost uh, some weight here, but I need to lose more. Uh, you know, so there's another, you know, bone of contention. The other thing is with my heart rate, I've been monitoring that and I'm wanting to see what it would do without the medication, without, without the uh, metoprolol or whatever, metoprolol whatever it is, metolorol, or it's one that regulates the heartbeat, and then Eliquis, which is also trying to slow down the heartbeat so that, you know, it's all about anticoagulation and anti-stroke. Well, the thing is, I, I went in with my heart fluttering and afibulosis when I went to the hospital. So they've been treating me ever since, even though my heart's been normal ever since. See what I mean? So... Are we ever going to try it without the meds, or is they just intend to keep me on those forever? No, I mean, I don't want to die of a stroke or a heart attack. I mean, you know, is that what would happen? You know, I wouldn't mind trying this Chinese method, this Chinese, uh, you know, herbal herbalist. Uh, they've got some 5,000-year-old... Uh, I've worn them out, Tim. 
Yeah, you you warned him out, Benz. He's uh. <laughs> Wore him out. Come on, Benz. One he's, more time. He's big. Anyway, um. So this watch, I think, you know, if there was a reading that was just out of control, I would know it, you know, and I would be able to, like, you know, blood oxygen is important, blood glucose is important, blood pressure is important, EKG is important, all of that's really important. If any of that was out of whack, I mean, it was certainly it's going to go, you know, get reported to uh, the doctor. But just, you know, just um, FYI, I had to, you know, they've got me on oxygen 24 hours a day. And I'm on it right now. And um, I kind of like it when I'm writing. It sort of gives me a boost, you know, clarity, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't solve everything. I think what would solve everything is just, you know, being in tip-top condition. And, and uh, you know, but anyway, I made it out of there and I made it through this other thing. And so God, I think, is telling me and us through me and through Trish that I'm the one, the Lord will say, that, that saves you. I'm the one that pulls you out of that wreck. I'm the one that pulls you out of that, uh, that, that evil hospital that where, they, where they don't know their ass from a hole in the ground. You know, I'm the one that will save you, that will heal you. Don't look to the doctors. Don't look to the police. Don't look to the, to the politicians. Don't look to these out-of-control people with all their billions of pouring everything they can into destroying the human genome and destroying the human cells. They're trying to destroy cell division. They want to control that. <laughs> you know? Nothing lives unless they say so. That's a, that, uh, we, I am God. I mean, that's the role they're playing. And because of that, I've decided to get rid of, you know, seven billion human beings. And which is, which is they're making great progress on that, by the way. I also want to thank any of you who um, donated to um, Violet and John Little Treasures Orphanage in freeing the, I've seen the pictures of the seven sisters and the, who were freed from the auction block. I don't know where they're going. I'd like to hear more information about them. As I get it, I'll give it to you. But they were... They were freed. Five hours. Before. They, they were freed five hours before the auction. That would have auctioned them off to different people in different parts of the world. So thank you. Um, it's not six thousand as Ballard claims, but it's seven souls uh, were saved. And without your help, um, you know those who did participate, it would not have happened. You know, it costs money to get these people out of out of this. You know, you have to you have to buy them, and then set them free. And Violet and John, you know, have been consistent in their ministry oh. all this time, and consistently, um, you know. Violet had a dream, and she posted about it this morning. In the dream, she was in America. She thought because mm. there was uh, American flags. Yes. And the, I guess it's the first time she realized they were trafficking the children here in the United States as well as in oh. Pakistan. Oh, yeah. But they are really trafficking. I mean, the United States has the highest. The worst. 
uh, worst uh, country in the demand world. Demand for the most evil children. country that ever lived. That, yes. And, um, most disgusting, despicable people of all time. But in the dream, time. she was trying to get somebody to help her save the kids, and nobody would help her. Right. The, the police, they said, I'm sorry, we can't, we can't help. We, we can't do yeah, anything. because they're scumbags. And then she went to a church, and the people said, after we're done here, we'll... we'll God's going to destroy everyone and, in and, that church. And so and then all the lightning bolts started hitting. Good. And they got, they got the children away. Good. From the More lightning, please. Yeah. I just say burn it to the ground at this point. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm just, you know, wow. I'm putting my faith in the Lord. And, you know, whatever happens here. But everyone needs to hear the Greg Reese report. Because yeah, well, we that's were all so terrible. excited that the word was getting out in this little film. Yeah, but are we surprised? And all that. And, um, are we surprised? Now we find out it's all, Fake. it's all about the people that are doing the the the, the traffic and, and and but isn't it and, true and, that and, they and the people that do the, ones, the, the, the evil become are, the saviors? Oh my God! I first time I saw when that, I saw Tony Robbins in there, like, I knew what? it was Scumbag City. Tony Robbins, Scumbag City, with his stupid little podcast and his John you know, Podesta yeah, and yeah. Hillary Clinton's and Awful. Tony Blair's NGOs. And you know, this would be like, this would be like, yeah, you're, 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 you're oh. the head of your church being Joel Olstein. You know, I mean, that's basically where that goes. Tony Robbins and his success platform to, to get you ready for your million dollar payoff. And if you believe that, I got some Swiss cheese on the moon for you. And the thing is, is that he's been, you know, he was run, basically run out of business by, by the fact that eventually the con didn't work anymore. And so then he ended up now, he's reinventing himself as a savior of kids like he cares. He does not care. He just wants that heat from the limelight. He just wants to be next to Mel Gibson. He just wants, you know, I know what these people are doing. I told you, watch out for the rock star podcasters that are trying to come up down Horn End and make, make a chunk of that pie and get rich off you listening, off me listening. And, and, and then being deceived because when money is your goal and not the Lord, what happens? If you're dealing with truth, you're not going to be on the truth. You're going to get off here and there a little bit. And a little bit off can be if you're just a few degrees off when you leave port, say in Los Angeles, and you're trying to head to uh, Tahiti, you're going to wind up in the, you know, in the uh, South Pole. Okay, so that's where that's you know you're South America or somewhere. That's what's going to happen when you're just a little bit off with the truth. And if money is your goal, if money is involved, I guarantee you, you're not going to be on with the truth. There'll be some things that are true, but other things that aren't. And um, let's see how this division goes with people calling out Ballard and the rest of them and the. Uh, What's the group's name in um, Provo, Utah? The Mormons that run Angel Studios. It's a it's a family affair. Uh, what is her name, Trish? Do you remember? Sorry? The name of the people that run the Angel Studios. Harmon. The Harmons. The Harmons are all involved in Lionsgate and Disney and uh, L.A. and Beverly Hills, and they're tied in with the whole society thing. So, you know, so I never could go see their Jesus movie. 
I couldn't bring myself to do it. Something was a check in my spirit, you know. I know they did a good job with it, and I, just like Mel did a good job with his uh, Passion of the Christ, but there was a block. I couldn't see it. God wouldn't let me see it. I wanted to many times, many times, many times, wouldn't let me see it. And, you know, no on their business model. Turns out that they said it was all crowdfunded. That's all bullshit. It was funded by guys like, you know, Slim in Mexico, who owns the New York Times, by the way, and others. The Podestas, the Hillarys, the, the, the billionaires, the, the Hyatt billionaire. This, they all support, everybody at LGBTQ in, in, in supports human trafficking and trafficking of children. And they just showed you that because of how they poo-pooed the, uh, the film. It had nothing to do with whether you were transgender or not or transphobia or any of that stuff. But no, they, they didn't like it because they want children trafficked and they want children taken away from their parents. That's what they want, the leaders, that is. If you're part of that movement and they've talked to you into cutting your genitals off and all that, you're going to need a lot of help recovering psychologically from the damage they've done to you. And I'm sorry that they... They want to uh, harm anyone that calls it damage. It's supposed to be, you know, liberating. No, it's, 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 it's abuse, it's damage. And, you know, there are people, there are kids this has been done to that are never going to recover. And, are, and the suicide rates are, as I understand, through the roof, increasing every year, kids killing themselves, which they don't care about because there's too many kids. You know, there's too many kids. So uh, this is all going on, and um, it might take me 200 years to go off on an island somewhere and think about how how things could get this screwed up, how they could get this far. Well, anyway, you didn't do it. I didn't do it. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been saying, you know, God intended us to be who we are. I had to learn that, but I think everyone, you know, all kids coming up through teenage years, you know, experiment with sex and, and cross-dressing and all kinds of things. And they should be allowed to do that. I mean, that should be, you know, that should be a normal development thing. But then coercing them into a permanent, you know, thing of there are no males, and then having an agenda like, well, the, the idea is to have everyone be female. So that when they say equality among genders, it becomes a joke. It becomes like, well, there's only one gender, right? And so eventually you could see that human body eventually becoming like an alien, right? You know, the aliens have no genitals. There are no female and male aliens. They're all, have you noticed? I mean, did you notice that? They wear these tight little jumpsuits. There's, there's nothing down there. There's no vagina, there's no penis, right? So they're all like test tubes. They're all hybrids. Okay, so doesn't it seem like we're headed toward that? We're headed toward that kind of non-binary, non-committal, non-gender world where there'll be no more gender conflicts. Doesn't it seem like that's where we're going? And so those of us, we, we sound the alarm and they're saying... If you sound the alarm, you, you know, you could, we could just strip you of all your money now. 
If you complain at all, we'll just strip you of everything. If you say anything about anything, we'll strip you of everything. If you exist as a human being, we'll strip you of everything. If you think with your brain, we'll strip you of everything. If you call the sky blue, we'll strip you of everything. If you uh, want to employ common sense, we'll strip you of everything. If you like apple pie, we'll strip you of everything. If you, if you want to, um, you know, anything that has to do with the culture that we're leaving will be, you know, considered to be taboo. Anything that has to do with the new life, which is basically beings that are NPC characters that are shut off from reality, that just stare straight at the wall until they're activated, then they go do a task that they're programmed to do. That's where it's headed, okay? Now, if you want to stop it, um, you have to, you know, fight the billionaires. If you don't want to stop it, just keep on going the way you're going, and I guarantee within a couple of years, you won't even recognize you won't even recognize your own face two years from now. But that's up to you. Oh, those of you who farm on your own land, they got people driving around in cars already. They're just going to come, you know, they're just going to see there, they're going to come and they're going to shut you down. Those of you who try to eke out a living somewhere, they're going to shut you down. Those who don't conform, they're just going to shut you down. And when I told people that conformity was this 30 years ago, 35 years ago, they laughed. They mocked. They made fun of me. They treated me like some kind of... They teased me. They, they, they just considered me to be, you know, uh, I don't know what. They just uh, didn't seem to have anything wrong with having somebody that's the head of your social group that you obey in order for perks, jobs, having a life, having children, wife, whatever, and explaining yourself to the king, the, the head of your cir- circle. I said, these are circles of shame. But they're in every country. They're, they're ubiquitous across the United States. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows since the, since, you know, the, 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 the American Revolution, everybody knows that everybody sold everybody out. And that if you participate in that system, you know, what, what God says is you just go to, you, 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 you're cut off, you're, you go to hell, and then he has other descriptions of what happens to you, which is like, it's is in, in, in 1 John and also in uh, Obadiah, in the Bible, it's like as if you never were. It's as if you never, you know, it's, we have examples of Lot's wife and what happens to her. These are examples of people that conform to the system and who end up loving the beast or, you know, loving the, you know, the Bible says, you know, separate from the whore of Babylon, separate from her institutions, or so that you're not counted with the plagues that are coming for Babylon. As if God's going to spare his own people, here's your rapture, your real rapture. God spares his own people while punishing the, uh, the, the merchant class of the world. The merchant class are the billionaires. It is Bill Gates. Bill Gates is the merchant class. These are the people that do commerce. And it says that, you know, at one point it all stops. And they all lament and they all cry and wail 
that Babylon the Great is dead, is fallen, is fallen, Babylon is fallen. And who can we do? How can we do business now? We have to fornicate with the queen. We have to fornicate with Babylon. We have to fornicate with her in order to be established. Right, you have to give something up. You know, but it's not just your sex in fornication. It's your soul, which your sex represents. Your, the sex represents consent. So however that comes, it represents consent. So they laugh at you. They go, all you got to do is, you know, just play ball and your life will be good again. So why can't you just understand that? Or do you think we're all going to hell? Well, you're, where you're going, I'm not going where you're going. You're not going where I'm going. We're both going to different places. You know, and... um, I hope God gives you another chance. But as far as this life, you have failed and you are a failure. You're pathetic. You know what? Actually, you're the one that's laughable. You're the one that's a clown show. Because you couldn't figure out the simplest thing. You don't get something for nothing. You want to follow the Lord, there's personal sacrifice involved and persecution. You want to follow the devil, then... There's slavery on day one. And if you're a slave to the devil, that means you better never die, ever. You better not die. You better not get sick. You better not have a near-death accident. You better not have anything happen. You better just never get old. You better just be perfect forever. Because you screw up. You date one false move, one step the wrong way, one sickness, one accident... One mistake, and you're you're as if you're not just a vapor, but you're 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 less than nothing. And if you say you don't care, you only care about this life. There's nothing. Everything here is a struggle and a fight, and everyone fighting each other, and everyone hating each other, and people talking about you all the time that you're a bad person and you suck, and everybody hates you. So if that's what you really like, then you're, you know, then you're already wasted. You're already just like, you know, not even human anymore. You just, all you, you just want more abuse. You just want to be here to be abused. And that's what most people do. Then they have the nerve to criticize those who have become living sacrifices because of the love of God, because of the Lord has saved them because God has been good, and those who are dedicated to the Lord, and they, and they, they laugh at them. Like, you know, it's like, the, 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 it's the other way around. I feel sorry for the people, the worlders. I feel very sorry for them. They c- continue, even today, even two months ago, I heard one of them defending their position, that even if they had to die, they'd rather be a part of society. <laughs> Can you imagine... Can you even imagine how a person would get that, I don't know, just retarded? Can you imagine that, that you'd rather die? Life is precious and we, you know, we should try to live. And God gives us the, uh, the pathway to live. It's a narrow path, but I mean, it's like we have a way. We have, hallelujah, we have a way. We have a life. 
And because of that, we're able to help other people that, that may not even... I mean, we've saved slaves and, and you know people like that that don't know Jesus yet, but they get a chance when they meet Violet and John and they get, they get, uh, they get Jesus. They, they get their, their moment with the Lord. And for most people, all they need is that one moment and there's, that's it. They stay, they're loyal forever. But in rich countries, I'm not sure that that people see it the same way. I think these seven sisters are going to be totally dedicated to God. And we're going to hear about them. I've heard about some of the other girls we saved and boys and how they've gone on and had lives. Yeah, over the last they spread the gospel. They, all they do is spread the gospel. They're going to be loyal forever. God literally rescued them. And um, we praise you, Lord. So that's the deal. I mean, you know, and, and like with me, God rescued me out of the you know the depths of uh, despair when when we when we when we met Jesus and we we understood the whole thing, and then all of our friends who were satanic turned on us and started gang stalking us. It was like they did. It's like, you're kidding, what, you're driving by the house, the white van, the whole bit, you know. And in participating in that were a couple of high-end Christians that actually, I mentioned the last couple of days, that were actually participating in the gang stalking of us. And um, you didn't even know that. You didn't even know that that wolf that had been stalking us was baptizing you at his seminar. Can you imagine getting baptized by somebody that's a gang stalker? And, you know, that, that literally, literally tried to take Christianity and pull a bait and switch. You know what I mean? And the same thing happened with that artist I knew out there when I was like 18. He took me down to, the, to one of Chuck Smith's original tent revivals in Costa Mesa. I'm actually a witness to that early Calvary Chapel. Completely 100% fake. And um, all they want to do is conform you to society. That's it. That's the entire purpose of Calvary Chapel. There's no other purpose. He was taking the hippies, who were free actually at that time, who were not living by anyone's rules, and he was bringing them into the church and conforming them to society so they could make a contribution. Well... The only thing you're going to contribute to society is caca if you're in that club. Yeah, it's really interesting. You're just going to produce shit. We, we, you do movies, they're all going to be shit. We went from church to church to church to church. And they're all the same. And, 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 and. No, they're like, okay, so you've seen enough churches now, Trish. Don't you get it? You get it now? You got you to gotta be obedient, play ball, and do what you're told. Keep your mouth shut. You understand? Nope. Everybody in this church knows that, you know, they bugger children. Everybody knows about the pedophilia. Everyone knows about the child sex trafficking. They just made it legal in California, Trish. It's legal. Gavin Newsom made it legal. Did you see how they were laughing? After they voted with Democrats? Of course, because it's, it's everything, everywhere, all the time. 
that a child goes to a, a, a Democrat office and he immediately has to strip down and, and provide service. You know, that's the rule. That's what they tell you before you go, if you're a child actor and you want to go meet with a producer, they, they tell you, get ready to strip down. You know? Get ready to be of service. And what they tell you is, that, well, there's nothing for free. So the least you could do is give them a blowjob. Isn't that nice? But, you know, that's not the bad thing. The bad thing is when there's human sacrifice and people don't say anything about it. And people look the other way. And that happens among kids. Kids gang stalk the ones that are not satanic. And they drive them to suicide or literally kill them themselves in order to move up the ladder in society. That's our world, okay? That's it in a nutshell. I told that to Art Bell. He laughed at me. But now guys like George Norrie, they came out of that cesspool of coast to coast. Now, that loser, and he is a fucking loser, is now out saying similar things as what we're saying. But not quite. He doesn't quite go to the line. He won't ever go to that line. He will never betray his you know, Masonic brothers or whatever they are or whatever society that he's in. He's going he's gonna to keep the faith as if masonry will deliver you into apotheosis, which it will not. As if, and Mormons are masons, okay, so as if Mormonism. And did you know that, that Hollywood is run by masons? Did you know that? Of course you did. These societies also go to like military, uh, elite military groups like Delta Force and some of these other uh, elite CIA special ops and all that. They're all in the Masonic Lodge. They're all part of that. And um, to be in Hollywood, the first thing you've got to do is get yourself to a, a Mason meeting. Okay, that's rule number one. Then, you know, learn the ropes and you just become like a, um, you know, a dutiful, you know, servant of uh, whoever. And, um, you know, and then you, you try to hope that that leads to your desired goal of what you want to do in business, which most people want to be an actor, a director, or, you know, somebody that has an exciting life making movies or whatever, and or something like that. And so they, they you know, and, and in the Masonic Lodges, there is no... Um, discrepancy about uh, gay, straight, or any of that, or, or color, or, you know, ethnicity, or, you know, Jew or Gentile. It's really just Masonic, which is, is uh, transcends all the religions of the earth, and eventually points to Lucifer as God, which means there's a dead end. But, because everyone is taught in school, and through science, there's no such thing as God, then there's no point. Then you ought to just swing for the fence right away and sell it all and give it all away and um, you know give everything that every, every consent that you can give away and give away your sex and give away your you know whatever it is your time your attention your heart your sex your whatever else I can think of your blood in order to be one of them and they'll accept you as long as you keep doing thing as long as you keep taking one for the team every once in a while most people don't want to do that though they get in and they think oh my problems are solved and then they get soft and what happens to them is terrible they get you know they can get hurt too 
So it's a it's a brutal world, man. I, I would just if I were you, I would get on my knees right now before God and just say, Lord, I am, you know, obviously flawed. I'm a sinner. I'm I'm lost. I need you to help me, Lord, please. You know, I believe. I believe that you exist. But you gotta help me believe. You get to please take me, Lord, and show me the rope. Show me show me the way, Lord. Please show me the way. And I'll follow. I'm I'm done with this. In Jesus' name. Amen. We say in Jesus' name, because all prayers in Jesus' name, that name above every other name seals the prayer. Gets the result. People that leave that little part out, Jesus, could be seen as someone denying Jesus. So we never want to we never want to deny, you know, on the one hand God's son, but on the other hand you're talking about the son. On the other hand you're talking about the lamb. On the other hand you're talking about the uh, the first and last. On the other hand you're talking about the word of God itself. So it's not just a name of a guy that was that you see at Angel Studios and imitating Jesus of two thousand years ago. It's a lot more profound than that. Which I wish they would teach, but they uh, they don't. I went. I well, I was in the Calvary Chapel Bible uh, thing for about a week before I got kicked out, and um, they were teaching nothing. They taught nothing. They taught theology textbooks, and they play a pretty good game. But then they also teach the the. Pre-trib rapture and other things. I remember when we were in that Bible school, one of the people that was attending the, it—they're mad at me because I got straight A's. He he asked, "Why why why do we need to get baptized?" And yep, the teacher couldn't answer. Remember, and then you had to answer. Of course, and that was at. Uh, it's not a big deal that, answering. That was at uh, the big church. John, that was at John MacArthur's John church. Yeah, we they they wanted uh, the the teacher couldn't you know from the master's college um, couldn't answer why a person had to be baptized to the baptizees to the to the people that were about to be baptized, and I'm like this 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 church here MacArthur is a joke. It's just a living joke, and and it's but it's, it's the pathetic. Angels tried to help him. Yeah, but does he listen? Well, he did stay open during the pandemic. Right, because he wanted to go to jail as a publicity stunt. Because he got a lot of sympathy then. I was hoping he was actually convicted. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe out on the links, like out on the golf course, or when he's on the cruise, heading out the Caribbean with all his little. With all his little, uh, what is it called, the Grace Church? With all his Grace Church neophytes and uh, and sycophants, he can get out there and maybe it'll occur to him. You know what he said? You know what he said when I was there? He said, "I want to do everything I can do here for God, so I can secure myself a good job in heaven." Now, what that. kind of a lunatic would say some stupid thing like that? That's one of the most unenlightened, unspiritual. That it proves that he knows nothing about Jesus. He, he knows nothing about what he's trying to do, which is be a pastor. Uh, let me tell you a little hilarious story. I used to go to the women's um, meeting. It was on Wednesday, and they, the whole church was run like a 
kind of like a, I don't know, very, like the children. They like military. Up, very military. It's like the military. And, um, but yeah. one day they had a guest, they had a guest speaker and they introduced her and she was up, I don't forget her name, but she was like, oh, first of all, I'd just like to thank God that I'm <laughs> so humble. I'm, That's what she said. I, I just thank God I'm so humble now. Yeah. I'm so humble. Oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I just want to tell you, class, that I'm. God's made me humble, and I, it's just so great to be humble. I just want you to know that. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Well, we had quite a few strange experiences in our tour of the seven churches. <laughs> There's one guy that looked like Bill Clinton. Yeah, he, he was he, really a piece of work. And he was... Uh, we did do a successful fast there. Yeah, but... A 40-day uh, fast. Then another guy that told me, uh, that David Cuff guy told me, he goes, at the Calvary Chapel, he goes, you know that every Friday I get together with all the churches. We all know about you. And we all talk about you. Yeah. And what to do about you. Basically, they just kicked us out everywhere we went. Um... Well, Mike, Remember, producer Mike told me that. They were so jealous of your motorcycle. Yeah, they hated that. They hated the fact that you had that motorcycle. And then uh, they were like, well, you should give it to me because, you know, I want it. Because I'm such a child of Lucifer that I deserve it. And they were bragging about how Lucifer was in the third heaven. Yeah. It was like just weird people. I mean... They were the the people in the churches in L.A. were the most ungodly people that uh, that we've ever seen, and even worse was at the Harvest Festival up in Ventura at the Ventura Fairgrounds, um, where Franklin Graham flew in in his little plane, and and he had troubles back then with cocaine and all kinds of shit, and here he was doing you know talking to people with the and they had you know various artists and the Christian artists and all these artists you know the I met a producer. He was a big, pretty big producer, I guess, you know, and he had a few hits. And he told me, he said, there's no difference between the Christian music world and the music world. It's the same people. There's no difference between Taylor Swift's, uh, you know, engineers, and then they work on a Christian record. A Christian record and a, you know, and a Ozzy Osbourne record and a, you know, a Marilyn Manson record. They're all the same. They, they work on whatever record they get. And all of them are sold out to Satan, every last one. And uh, because if they weren't, they wouldn't be able to work there. So the, the, the thing that vexes them is they wonder, well, what can we do about these people that are not part of that? You know, they don't think in terms of Satan or not Satan. They just, it's almost like a club that you're not in and they can't deal with you until you are. And so they're wondering how they can coax you, and but you see through it because you don't want to be, you don't want to go to hell, and you don't want to throw your soul away, and you don't want to be evil, and you don't want to do evil things, especially if you're participating in the church, and you're going there for sacraments, and then you're going out the other way, and then doing evil, and setting people up for, you know, for, uh, you know, for, for uh, a fall, or gang stalking, or any of this other stuff. The churches are notorious for gang stalking. So, I don't know. I, uh, 
It's, uh, I've been wondering for many years how it all got like this. And the conclusion that I come to is that, you know, I'm sorry, Lord, but I just come to the conclusion that just people are no damn good. You know, you can't trust them. Every time someone gets trusted in the Bible, they, they betray it. You know, even David made those mistakes. But David had a heart for God and God had a heart for David so that it worked out in the end. So the Lord knows how, how corrupt we are, how depraved we are, how untrustworthy we are, as Peter denies Jesus three times. How untrustworthy we are. How, un, how disloyal we can be. But then again, the people that are loyal, that do take the persecution, and that do, you know, that do take the near-death experiences, that do put themselves at risk, the Lord will reward, too, you know. But also, these people need to be tested. Well, what if you are loyal? Let's see how long you can be loyal for before you finally give in. Will you give in? And then that's like the Job test. So there's all those things that go along with faith. And, um, you know, what's the big worry for any of our endeavors? Well, will it come through? Will it be successful? Will I really be able to make, can I make a living? Can, can, I, can this nightmare end? Well, the whole point is, any endeavor that the Lord gives us to do, we're to have faith and say, of course the Lord will deliver. He always has, he always will. So I'm just going to continue on the happy warrior, and believe that God loves me and just believe that he's, he'll do for me what he's always done, which is take care of me, save my life, save me in the car, save me with provision, put food in the fridge, whatever. But if I get to the point where I'm going, I just don't think so, and it's all negative, then I'm going to, what I'll be doing at that point is pushing away the blessing and, and uh, what might have been blessed because of faith is now being cursed because of lack of faith. And it's this weird little double-edged sword. So to have more faith, what do we do? We hang out closer to God. Closer. And we just really make sure that what we're going to be doing is what the Lord would have us do. You know, that we get into an alignment with God. And we, you know, always putting God first. And even though it gets to be a struggle and we get sad and we get upset, we we have to come out of it. You know, we, we can allow some mistakes. We can allow some human foible. But then those foibles have to be overcome. And then that's the Lord growing us up. He's growing us up in him. We are actually growing into maturity, into adulthood. You know, and we can't grow into adulthood without persecution. We can't grow into adulthood without, you know, having our heart broken, without being denied things of the world, without being, you know. And then there's the other kind of blessing like Job where God restores him sevenfold and everything is, you know, the, 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 the floodgates of heaven have opened with blessings for, for people uh, from time to time. And... Um, but again, that all has to do with God. That's all God's doing. You know, that's all 
that's all he is doing. The, the other way, you take your chances, and uh, you basically today, if you go the other way, you wind up, your, your kids could get taken from you, you wind up at the behest of, you know, you wind up underneath the, the rubric uh, totalitarianism of the billionaire class. And then they're, they're, they're telling you to march in lockstep uh, into the new changes they want to make to uh, destroy humanity and destroy the uh, the human genome and destroy the cells and destroy biology, destroy everything that, that God had actually made. And um, they're just um, adamant. And if that's what you want to do, it's really easy. Just follow Bill Gates, read his books, go find out where he's gone for inspiration, go do likewise, probably a Masonic Lodge, get to, to work your way up the ladder, and um, basically, uh, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor. You'd be able to probably retire without worrying about it. And the next time you worry is going to be when you're sitting there on the edge of death going, I wonder if I've blown it. Well, of course you've blown it. If you lived your whole life uh, with provision from the you know Masons or those kind of connections and connections with the people that are ruining the world as it is today, um, you know, destroyers of the world, and that's how you've gained, then you're in serious trouble. Your Your soul is damned. There is no redemption for you. Without redemption, you cannot stand toe-to-toe with God. You can't go where God goes. People say, I don't want to be in boring heaven. Well, heaven's not boring. Believe me, it's multidimensional. It's, it's, it's like, picture a place that's about a billion times more busy than this. And you're, you're part of all of it. And even then, uh, that doesn't describe it. And with that, I bid you shalom. And let's see if we find something fun. Ah, I just can't get this out of my mind. This this uh, Kelly song, but I I have an experimental song out there. I think Pia took it, and I don't know if she's gonna put it out there. When I just kind of was on my SoundCloud. Um. Well, we'll figure it out. It's uh, I'm I'm going into the studio to do experimental stuff. That's what I'm doing. that perhaps God himself would blur the edges of the written word to shake away the sleeping to the word that already dwells in them. I hear you are in my current trans-
Regardless of the station 